TNTM The Show presents Talk Nerdy Me Podcast with your hosts, Pablo Gunner and... The Ambassador. Yes, uh, it's been a while. We haven't seen each other and we haven't heard from each other. I mean, we text and stuff, you know, from time to time and, and, and you know, just stuff on Facebook. Uh, but we haven't really fully caught up just with all the, with the plague going on and stuff. I got my shot the other day, but... I don't feel comfortable going full crazy yet, but once I get my second shot, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to do stupid stuff like the rest of America. Not really, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, what about you? What have you been doing in these COVID times? Well, lots of video games. <laughs> yeah, yes, I've seen. Yeah, your gamer score is, you have their, you're the leading score every single month to the point where it's just... It makes me depressed because I go like, I can't catch up with this guy. How do I? How am I supposed to catch up with this dude? Forget it. I'm throwing in the towel. So, you also got married. Because I happen to be in the thousands. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, yeah, how do you like being married? It's fun. Nice. Yeah, it seems like it fits you well. Yeah, and uh, did you did you end up seeing my uh, wedding band? No, I I don't think I did. Oh, the Lord of the Rings. The One Ring. Yes, yes, yeah. I think I did, and I was like, "That is so cool." I was like, "You can't, you can't really top that." I mean, yeah, it's One Ring the Real Mom. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I see, like your your wife posts all the time, so I see her stuff sometimes with you in it, and I was so I'm like, yeah, I always give it the, you know, the thumbs up or the heart or the the care, you know, with it's like. It's the hugging the heart. I don't, it's it's a weird one, but I think it's weird. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, yeah, you guys seem really happy and stuff. Now you you guys do like trivia nights and stuff every so often, don't you? Uh yeah, for a while we're doing game nights. Yeah, yeah, that would be and cool. Yeah, we got all the Jackbox parties on the Switch. Oh okay, okay, cool. Yeah, that's why we chose the Switch was. Because if we want to bring it somewhere, it's pretty easy to bring. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's so lightweight. And then, like, you can just put it in somebody else's dock, you know, if they have one. Uh, or just bring a dock if all else fails. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's so small and light. In fact, I have two of them. When my other one was stolen, I just kept it and was like, well, I'll have one in the living room and then one in the bedroom. So I can just move it back and forth. Even though I've never... Well, I won't say I never used it in the living room, but I, I don't use it in the living room often. Cool. So, have you have you seen Wonder Woman 84? Yes, I have. Okay, and there's a lot of hate gener generated around that. Uh, I don't really get it myself. I know it has some issues, but what did you think of it? I thought overall it was a solid good movie. Yeah, it wasn't the best out there, but it still was a fun movie to watch. And people don't realize when you're getting into Wonder Woman, you're dealing with Greek gods, so weird shit's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, her using all these powers and all this random stuff going on, I'm like, you know what, I don't know everything about Wonder Woman. I know a little bit, and I'm like, I, I was, some stuff I was like, okay, that's possible. And other things I was like, I have no idea, just because, like, the curses and all those things. And I was like, whatever, man. Like, it was enjoyable. That's the thing is... It's getting a lot of heat. People are saying there's a lot of plot holes and stuff. I think that's what I've heard. Yeah, but you gotta realize, DC doesn't care about plot holes. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. And 
They have reasons to. I mean, come on. They're going to have a Batman movie with Michael Keaton in it. Are they? I thought that was just going to be... He was going to be in the Flash movie. Yeah. Point with Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm excited for that, actually. I'm like, all right, you know what? I know it's not going to be the Flashpoint we know and love. And you know what I say to that? Thank God. (laughs) I am so fucking tired of Flashpoint. I love the story. It's a great, great story, but it's been adapted too many times. Yeah, even in the Flash show, I was like, it wasn't that good in the Flash show. No, it really wasn't. I figure I don't know why they did it the way they did it because they should have used that as the excuse to bring Supergirl into the universe. Yeah, I I was like, yeah, that was the perfect excuse, and they completely wasted it, and it made no sense. Instead, they just go like, oh, we have these portals, then it's only for special events. So yeah, but yeah, it was like I said, it was a lot of fun. A lot of people are saying too that they're they didn't really need two villains. That they didn't you didn't that. Uh, Cheetah deserved her own m- movie because she was good enough on her own. And, oh gosh, what is his name? Um, Max Lord, which wasn't even technically Max Lord in the movie. It was like Max Zaldanaro or something like that. It was some Hispanic name and he just changed it to Max Lord. And it wasn't really Max Lord because from what I know of Max Lord is that he has like some weird blood that can control ple- people. Yeah, it's Lord Blood. And, like, he... And, and, like, for some big event, I think he, like... He, he like, did the blood donation a lot so that so many people would have his blood so that he could, like, just telepathically control, like, a good portion of, like, like all the people or a good portion of the people that got blood donations. He could control all those people. It was, it was weird. Uh, but yeah, I was like, this is not the Max Lord that I know, but it was similar, I guess, kind of. Um, I, I did like, I didn't mind having both. I felt like having one or the other might've been too boring. Yeah, I think so too. And, uh, honestly, they kind of left it open-ended with Cheetah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, because they... I mean, who says who says Cheetah doesn't get her powers back a different way? Right, because I don't I don't know her exact. I know hers is connected to a god. Like she has, it's like some curse with a god. But I didn't know if it was the god that they mentioned in the movie or not. So it could be something completely different. And that was the other thing too. Is people are saying like, well, if you didn't renounce your wish did it not undo it? And so, like, I don't think uh, Cheetah, I don't think she renounced her wish from what I've heard. And so it's like, well, she could retain some semblance of her abilities if she didn't renounce her wish. But it's because the stone wasn't technically destroyed, right? Like, he just renounced his wish, so then the stone has to be still existing somewhere, right? Yeah. I would imagine it exists somewhere. So, and it's not, I don't think, unless I, I I mean, unless there's an extra credit that I missed where Wonder Woman found the stone and crushed it, you know, there's possibility that the stone still exists and that people, some people's wishes still were not renounced. 
But I was under the assumption, and this is what a lot of the movie was, because my wife was asking me throughout the movie, was like, uh, how does his powers work? She was like, is he, like, when he gives somebody a wish, he can just take whatever he wants, or he gets whatever they want? And he did explain it, like, towards the end, where he said, well, you get what you want, and then I get to take whatever I want. So, and that's how that God works. That's how, that's how they explain that's how the God works and stuff. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, but the only thing I was confused about was when he renounced his wish, did it force everybody else to renounce theirs? And that's why everybody, you saw everybody renounce theirs, even if they didn't want to. Um, but like I said, you never saw Cheetah renounce hers. Uh, I, I liked it. I thought it was a solid movie. I enjoyed Cheetah quite a bit. I enjoyed both. Like I said, I think if they would have had both separately, it would have been kind of boring. So I'm fine with the way that they did it personally. And so I'm like, and, and I'm at the point, especially with DC movies, I don't expect much from DC movies. So the bar is low. So I go, hey, if it entertains me, that's enough for me. Like if it doesn't suck, I'm like, that's fine. You know, if I don't hate it, you know, we're, we're doing pretty well. And so, yeah, that's low expectations. And I'm not saying it's a great movie because of that. I'm just saying that I enjoyed it for what it was. I saw enough for what it was. And like, like we said, hey, they could still do stuff with Cheetah in the future. But I'm not going to say any spoilers on this, but that scene after the credits was golden. Yeah. Yeah, it was really yeah, that was like. It's probably my favorite part of the whole movie, if <laughs> Yeah, that was really cool. I actually... Like, to me, the suit of armor didn't make sense because I thought that she wasn't going to have her powers and that's why she needed the armor. Or that, like, she was still recovering her abilities. And maybe that's why she did need the armor. She was still recovering. She hadn't fully recovered her abilities and that's why she needed it. Um... So, I mean, that makes sense, but they didn't really explain it. There's a lot of stuff that they just kind of, like, left to the imagination, or they just left you to fill in for yourself. Um, so, uh... The so, flying was cool, too. Yeah. The idea of how they did the flying was really well done. Like, how she discovered it. Like, how, how Trevor kind of taught yeah. her. Yes, that was really cool. That, that was probably one of the cooler parts in the movie, was her remembering what Trevor says, and then applying it to her body right because we all thought like okay supposedly there's gonna be an invisible jet in this movie how are they gonna do that and then they're like oh yeah you know well they explained it okay well zeus used his powers to hide um the the island that the uh the amazons are on so use that same ability and apply it to an object and that's what she did and that made sense that was cool and then to go, and and then I thought, like, can she fly? Because, like, she's using the whip on, on stuff, and I'm like, maybe she can fly. And then, like you said, how they went about it, I was like, man, that was so good. That they're like, okay, they show, like, an evolution of her powers. Because, yeah, it's been, like, at least, what, 20, 30 years since we last saw her. So it's like she's had time to work on these abilities, but at the same time, as far as gods are considered... Time is like, you know, it's completely different. So for her, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, maybe nothing. So her learning these abilities is on par with how a god would take their time to learn their powers, you know? 
Yeah, 50 years between the first and second movie. Because that's World War One, so that's like 1930s. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I always think World War Two, but yeah, it was World War One. A lot of people are saying, I think people are saying it's weird, too, like, how it happened with Trevor. Like, why didn't Trevor just get his own body? And why didn't, like, why did he inhabit this other dude's body? And, like, it's like, that's just the the power of the of the stone. Like, the stone is just chaos. Or we could go into even more craziness and go, well, if he got his own body, that would probably break the time barrier yeah and screw things up we've seen that happen before with the dc universe right right um and we know that uh, everything dc is connected in some shape or form right ever has happened and had happened because of the arrowverse yeah and that was the other thing too is i feel like there was purposely plot holes because they're going well, how can we possibly fit this into the original timeline as well as make it its own thing, you know? And that's, it's a hard thing to do, really, because it's a mess. So I, I was like, so I was fine with it. Like I said, I, I don't think it's a, a great movie, but I enjoyed it. But what did you think of Mandalorian? Have you finished Mandalorian season two? Yeah, I finished Mandalorian. Okay. What did you think of that? Well... I think it's great, but I feel like if you haven't watched Rebels, most of it just kind of went right over your head. You've seen Rebels, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I've watched Rebels, so I know what's going on. Right. I know who they're trying to bring in. Uh Uh-huh. And I know why she's looking for Admiral Thrawn. Right, yeah. She's not looking for Admiral Thrawn. She's looking for Ezra. Uh Uh-huh. But the closest way she's going to get to Ezra is through Thrawn. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to, because you ask, oh, where's Ezra? People go, ooh. Yeah, exactly. So, But Admiral Thrawn, one of the most decorated admirals of the Empire, who you know is going to be relatively close to Ezra because of what happened at the end of Rebels. Uh-huh. So you're going to ask for that guy. Plus, if Thrawn ever shows up again to everything. Yeah, for sure. Admiral Thrawn is one of the most dangerous uh, Imperial officers around. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, that guy's just the smartest. He's always, like, the smartest dude in the room, I feel like, right? Yeah. The only way they beat him was by taking something he didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Those uh, space wells. Well, the other thing, too, too about Rebels is Darksaber. That had a lot of Darksaber stuff. Yeah. And basically, if you watch Rebels, you're like, well, if we want to get technical, you were given the lightsaber the first time by Sabine. Yeah. Or maybe it's different because his family? I don't know. Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work. I guess if it's family, maybe they can give it to them. I don't know. Not have to fight, but she was given the lightsaber. She did not fight it for it for the first time she got it. Yeah, she gave it up, and and that's exactly what he was trying to do too. But for whatever reason, they wouldn't allow it. I mean, I I don't know. I'm not sure, but I think they're just really. It was more for, as a setup for a season three. 
Yeah. Which I feel like season three is probably going to tank. I feel the same way because if you're not going to have baby Grogu in every episode, I don't think people are going to want to show up every time. I think you're going to cut the fan base or the viewer base by 80% of having Grogu in there. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm a hardcore, so I'm going to watch it no matter what. But when yeah. you... When it comes to the general public that are just watching, like, there's a lot of people that go, yeah, my wife loves Baby Yoda. And they're like, that's why the wife's showing up, you know? Well, the people who think Baby Yoda is cute is dragging a lot of people into it, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, people just, yeah, just there for, for really even, too, because there's the risk, right? There's the risk of going like, oh, God, what's going to happen with with baby Grogu or what, what's going to be the hijinks this week, you know, with baby Grogu, like what species is, is, uh, Grogu going to endanger this time? Um, so yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, I, I completely agree. I feel like it's going to lose viewership, but then again, a lot of those people that were watching it were bringing other people into it going, oh yeah, you know, they were already watching it, they're just watching it with their spouse, and now maybe their spouse is not going to watch, or maybe they're hooked, it all depends. So we'll see come next season if my wife cares to watch it now that Grogu won't be in the show anymore, you know? Yeah, it's going to make it tough. I feel like Disney might be doing what they always do. Talk a lot of stuff, and then when it comes to it, don't show up. Yeah, I mean... Because they do that a lot. I, I mean, I I think this was more about letting Favreau do what he wanted to do, which I think he had an arc, and he made that arc, and then that was going to be the end of the arc. But they probably told him, hey, this is going well. Can you keep it going? And he's like, well, I can, but I'm done with my arc, so... They're probably going to force him to bring Grogu in once every once in a while because that's what they've said is they're like, well, he's not gone from the show. He's just not going to be in it as much. And it's like, well, how are you going to do that then? Yeah. That sounds like you're going to detract from the main story of uh, Din Djarin, you know. But I also have heard, too, that this is what's going to happen is because usually it's every December we get a... Mandalorian season but this time around it's going to be Favreau's actually working on the book of Boba and so that's going to be that's going to be coming in December of this year I think instead and then Mandalorian season three is going to pick up next December I think we'll see because I like I actually like the way they did Boba Fett in the show yeah it's actually pretty cool he was awesome he they turned what i thought was a overrated bitch who got shot by a blind man into a pretty cool guy yeah yeah completely agree completely agree especially as like an old man he's still like whipping these dudes with like his bow staff and just his hood kind of looking like obi-wan you know um and then once he dons the armor like he just dominates and it was epic And I liked it when he actually showed, like, his uh, heritage to the armor. Yes, that was cool. That was pretty cool, too. Where, where, like, everyone just shuts up after that. They're like, okay, your family earned that armor, armor. okay. Yeah. Yeah, even to uh, Bo-Katan. Like, she was like, you're not a real one, and you're just a clone. And she's like, oh, yeah, look at this. Boop, boop, boop. And she's like, uh, 
well, still, screw you, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm interested to see that, too, though, is the Book of Boba, which is going to be, I'm assuming him taking over, like, the crime world, or... I don't know. Is he, I mean, that's what it appears, or is, is he going to go straight? I don't know. He's always seemed like he rides that line of, like, not dark side and light side, but he's just... He just has his own code that fits within that gray area. Kind of feel like he's just gonna make uh, Tatooine its own thing. Yeah, but I feel like he's kind of more of a just person. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're gonna steal. I'm gonna mess you up. If you obey the rules, you can live however the heck you feel like. Right. I mean, when you really even think about it, what happened with Jabba? It was like. Han was paid to do a job, he failed to do that job, and Boba Fett went to go get him for that job. That's essentially what it was, right? Yeah. It's not like he was just pulling a dick move just to do it. Well, towards the end it technically (laughs) was, because he had more of the money and then some, and really it was more of just a pride thing than anything else towards the end. Because Jabba could have just said, okay, that works, and said, okay, we're not working with you anymore. We'll take the money and move on. Right. And he would still be alive. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of those warrior races, though, are known for their pride, though. You know, like Saiyans and Mandalorians. It's always like, it's always about their pride, you know? So, yeah, it, it was really cool that this whole season redeemed Boba Fett. That was really cool. And the, the, I mean, that, that final episode, that climax was just so, it was so intense and so insane. I just, I can't get over it because it was just like, it was, it was like a dream come true that I really didn't even, I'd given up on kind of, you know? Yeah. Proper Luke return. Yeah. That was great. Oh, I just. And that CGI was actually really well done with his face yeah i mean it wasn't bad it wasn't bad you know i mean i feel like i've seen better but it wasn't it definitely wasn't bad you know well let's just put it this way all the ones that we think are really good well the only reason why they're really good is because we didn't see them for a long yeah like uh i guarantee you the carrie fisher one in rogue one uh-huh. would have been complete garbage if we saw it for a whole movie yeah because we saw for that split scene, it was like, oh, that's cool. It's not like Grand Moff Tarkin, Tarkin, where it gets more and more awkward because of how much you see of that character in Rogue One. Right. Yeah. Yeah, true. But just to clarify, he did bring Alderaan's unemployment to 0%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's messed up. That's one of my favorite moments <laughs> of all time. Uh, and homelessness. Don't forget about that. If they had any, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and poor. Yeah, yeah, yep. No more poor people. So, uh... <laughs> no more rich either, either, but that's a different story. Yeah, I mean, he just made it everyone's equal now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's messed up. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's, that whole season was just gold, like... And I, I personally, I am interested to see what's going to happen next season. I do want to see if uh, Din Djarin does a full-blown fight. You know, like if he goes, you know what? I'm going to keep the Darksaber or I'll fight you for it. 
or, you know, uh, because the, yeah, just giving it up is a little too easy. In fact, I would have liked to see, even now I go like, man, it would have been cool to see Sabine fight Bo-Katan, you know? Yeah, but poor Bo-Katan couldn't stand a chance. <laughs> because uh, Sabine is, to some degree, Force-sensitive, we find out. Yeah. Not not like Jedi power level, but still, like, there's just, like, a little bit of it. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it would still be a cool fight, you know? So, yeah. Uh, and so I'm interested to see that. I'm actually, I'm most interested to see, well, will he join? Will he join Bo-Katan's uh, crew and be like, hey, I'm going to lead you guys and I'm going to take back Mandalore. Like, will he get under, because it seemed like he slowly was edging towards that idea as he went, well, what am I going to do after I get this kid a, a foster parent or, or, a, or a teacher, you know? I mean, he could yeah. go back to doing what he what he did before, but I, I think like he's kind of over that. He's past that now. He wants a larger purpose than than what he did before. So I I th- maybe he will try to lead on his own, or maybe he'll maybe they'll fight it out and then he'll join her crew. I don't know. That would be a cool stipulation too. Is like, oh, you know, I'll fight you, but you know, if I win, then you have to join my crew. And it's like, okay, cool. You know, or he just joins of his own volition. I don't know. We'll see. So I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious too, is who's going to be the next big bad though? Cause it's like Moff Gideon was pretty hardcore as well as like those, those droids. Like that was sick. You can't, you know, like, Oh my gosh. When he just did like that crush, I was like, Oh my God, that's so awesome. So I actually thought that Din Djarin was going to use the dark saber to take out the, uh, those robots, the droids. Cause I was like, well, it's, it's pretty much a lightsaber, you know? It is a lightsaber. So, but it's, yeah, it's a, it was a force sensitive Mandalorian that created it, right? Yeah. It was the first Jedi with the Mandalorians. Yeah. So that's crazy, dude. That's, I want to see that story. Jedis create their own lightsaber. Yeah. Just like how, um, Ezra created that cool lightsaber for his. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, it was the gun. Yeah. Totally not the Jedi way, but who cares? (laughs) Hey, different times, you know? Well, his master wasn't really exactly a Jedi either. Yeah, he had had renounced it pretty much, you know? So, yeah, that shit... He was just a guy who did whatever he needed to get by, and if he had to use a gun, he used a gun. Yeah, Rebels was so good. People that don't watch Rebels, it's like, Rebels is so underrated. It's the best Star Wars cartoon out there. I think it's better than Clone Wars, but a lot of people like Clone Wars, so... Well, my issue with Clone Wars is, any show where I have to watch two or up to two seasons for it to get good, (laughs) then there's a problem with the show. That is true. That is true. That first season was kind of a drudgery. You know, there's only one show where I can forgive, like, watching the whole season for it to be good. That's the only one I will give that to is Castlevania on that, because only like four or five episodes long. Oh yeah, yeah. And that like end there just like made all that slow build worth it. For sure, that show's so good. So, have you played any Castlevania video games recently with all the cavalcade of games you've been playing? 
I actually haven't been playing Castlevania. <laughs> what games have you been playing? Because like I said, you've been playing tons. Because you got... I think you got Xbox Game Pass, right? Ultimate Game Pass. Ultimate Game Pass. And so uh, that's been the main reason like, why you have so much access to so many games, right? Yeah. And you know what's crazy about Ultimate Game Pass? Huh? You know what you also have access to? The EA Pass as well. Oh, no way. So I got like a ton of EA games that are just able to be played for free. Nice. As well. Like I've played, you know those cheesy Unravel games? Uh-huh. Those are actually a ton of fun. I tried playing the first one and I was awful at it. Like it was, it was fun to a certain point And then I just got so frustrated. I just quit. I think it was the one with like the water where like where they started introducing water and there's like a boat and stuff. And I was just like, I'm stuck. I can't figure it out. I'm done. Yeah, you know what? You know what weird game I got into that I'm actually kind of hooked on. What's that? Ori. Oh yeah, is that one? That, there's two of those now, right? Yeah, there's two of them. Still playing the first one. Okay. It is so much fun. The platforming's so good on there, but it's hard as fuck. Really? It is a really hard game, surprising. But it's worth it. Uh huh. And that's cool, like all the power-ups you can get, and you kind of choose which power-ups you want. Okay, so I kind of customize my character to the way I want them. Oh, nice. So what is it? You play like an orb or like a like a fox or something? Kind of, kind of like a fox. You're just this little creature who got separated from its master, and then you got like an adopted parent. Okay. And then that parent goes away and then you're trying to restore the light world again okay and so everything's been corrupted by darkness and so you meet some people meet some allies some enemies on the way there's some pretty crazy boss fights or the craziest one is the the just got past the there's just one area you need to get to but every time you go towards that area there's this evil bird that will kill you oh yeah no matter what you do so you have to outwit the bird to get across. Okay. And that that was a pretty fun puzzle. I'm not gonna say what it is that you do, but it was <laughs> it was fun. What's the name of the first one? Let me look that up for you. What is it like Ori in the Wilds or something? I wanna say is the second one though, right? Ori and the Wisp I think it's the second one. Okay. Oh, and you know it's cool, Game Pass Ultimate? Uh it includes cloud gaming as well. Okay, nice. So there's a lot a lot of games on Game Pass. You can actually like uh play them on uh let's see, Ori and the Blind For and Blind the Blind Forest. Okay. Is the first game. Yeah, and then But yeah, you can actually like play games on your phone. Well, if you have an Android phone. Oh, okay. Because uh Apple it's the same conundrum that uh, Epic Games had when they were trying to put their Epic Games on there uh-huh. to be able to play their games on there. Yeah. They're like, no, we can't do this because uh, every game that's on there has to be rated before it goes on there. Oh, okay. And so they won't allow X to do it either. 
Yeah, and I think, like, they have their own gaming thing. It's not really popular, but they have their own thing, and so... Yeah. Eventually, they're going to have to cave in, because their gaming thing's not that good. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you're going to make more like, money. Even, even Amazon's looking to go kick their butt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of scared of Amazon entering. Because, let's just put it this way, Google has a lot of servers and whatnot. Yeah, the state is not that impressive. But Amazon has more servers and they're more powerful. Uh-huh. Like Amazon might actually be able to pull off cloud gaming. Oh, yeah. And the thing most dangerous about it is a lot of people already have devices that can use the Amazon gaming already. Right. Because like uh, the newer Fire Sticks are compatible with it. Oh, no way. Yeah, Fire Sticks are pretty awesome, so. Okay. So that that's one thing they're working on. But yeah, the Xbox Cloud Gaming is bad. There's certain games you should never try to play on. Well, the one that was probably the biggest mistake I tried was uh, PUBG. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that couldn't run well at all. I have fairly fast internet, so that tells you something. Okay. But, yeah, it was just too much for it to handle. So when you play PUBG, you're not playing against people that are only on their phones as well. You're playing against everyone, right? Yeah, you're playing against everyone, and it's like as if you're playing on the Xbox. You're playing the Xbox version of the game. Oh, dang. On your phone. So you can see why that could be a little extra to handle yeah yeah for sure like uh playing ori and a few of the more simple indie games run really well on there but you go anything crazy it's not gonna do so well right like dragon quest 11 forget that (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't run that well yeah on there either yeah i would imagine anything that has like high high graphics you know is gonna be difficult to run yeah, I'm I'm thinking about going and playing Dragon Quest Eleven again, but I I don't want to give up my life again. <laughs> you know how much hours I put into like the Switch version? Huh. I think it was like 150 hours. Damn, that's crazy. Like the game is really really long. Yeah. There's a ton of side quests you can do as well. Uh. Uh-huh. But, like, what makes the game so crazy is, like, when you're when you're first playing through it, you're like, yes, I'm almost done. And then, oh, there's a third more of a game to go. Okay. <laughs> Dang. That's crazy. Yeah. I would recommend it if you're looking for a fun game to play. Yeah, I've been wanting to get that one. It's uh, available on all consoles now. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, the Switch version's really good. That's the one I originally played it on. Okay. But probably the best-looking one would either be Steam. It's going to be the best-looking one. And then the Xbox Series X, of course. Okay. Or whatever. The better-looking. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to get it. I wanted to get it for Switch just because, I don't know, to me it makes sense. It's, you know, right? Because it's originally from Nintendo, right? It's from Square Enix. What I mean, it was made on the original Nintendo, right? 
just about everything was original. Even <laughs> Final Fantasy was made on the original Nintendo. Yeah. And that's gotten very much PlayStation. Right, yeah, now it's a PlayStation game, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both Nintendo and PlayStation, the Dragon Quest. Okay. But before they re-released Dragon Quest Eleven, the Switch was the best place to get it. Okay. Because it had all the content. Yeah. The other console didn't have... The PS4 didn't have it and Steam, but now they have the definitive edition that the Switch had. Which is worth it because it literally adds like a whole, makes it it technically makes the game twice as long. Yeah. Because uh, what you can do is, let's say you're like, no, I don't want to do 3D. You can play it like a Super Nintendo style game. No way. All the way through. That's awesome. You can actually switch between the gameplays too if you want. No way. Yeah. So. It's highly impressive, and graphically it looks really good. And then with the Switch version, which is the one that's on all the other consoles, they added voice acting well. Okay. And the voice acting is actually really good. Nice. I always get skeptical of voice acting in Square Enix, but they, they nailed it on this one. Oh, nice. So you're going to... Are you thinking of getting it for the Xbox so you can get more achievements? I'm tempted to because it's <laughs> on Game Pass, actually. Oh, no way! <laughs> so I already have it, technically. Oh, okay. To play. Nice. Yeah, kind of like I had uh, played the Walking Dead Final Frontier fine. Okay. How was that? You would like it, Pablo. You, you probably ought to play it. Yeah, for sure, I... I don't know what the last season that I played was. Uh, I think um, I, I want to say. Did you did you do the one with Clementine, where you played as Clementine? Yeah. Did you get to like the end, where like she goes to some new camp, where she's like uh, at the trying not to spoil anything? Because <laughs> I think I played episode one of a newer one where like. That new camp is just, like, it's a few months later. That camp has gone to crap. She has that baby, and then they have to run. That was, like, the first episode of I've of the most recent one that I played. But I didn't, like I said, I didn't, I didn't get the rest of it. I think you still might be on season two. Okay. Season two gets pretty crazy, and then... Because uh, you play as a dude in the newer one, right? Like this... In the new frontier, you play as a dude. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Clem's kind of just a side character in that one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And then the game after that is the final season. Oh, the one after that is the final season. Okay, because that's the yeah. one. I played the first episode of where you play as that dude uh, and the, with Clementine as a side character, but I just played the first episode. So there's still another season, and that's the yeah. final frontier. The Final Frontier is the one you played that, it sounds like, the first oh, okay. episode of. So that, the Final Frontier is not the, or not the final season. Yeah, there's actually one called The Final Season. Okay. It was on sale, so I got it for like $10 for all the episodes. Oh, nice. Well, technically I didn't pay anything for it because someone gave me an Xbox gift card, so. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I actually, but, I recently got um the Game of Thrones telltale game from gamers actually 
I saw it there because uh, I turned in a game. I turned in um, the wife got me the uh, the Spider Man the P the PS five or PS four Spider Man Gotti. So I traded in the other one that she got me, which was the original, because it was like it was actually cheaper to buy the Gotti than it was to buy the DLC. Uh, You're welcome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I was gonna buy the D I was gonna buy the DLC that morning of Christmas too because I got up early with the baby and was like you know what I'm just gonna buy this DLC and because I was because I finally got the achievement to beat where I beat it uh on New Game Plus and I was like you know what I beat it on New Game Plus I need to get the DLC but I was like you know what I'm tired I'll, I'll get it later and so when I woke up at once we opened presents, I was like, oh, thank God I didn't buy the, that DLC. That would have been bad. Yeah, she was uh, looking to get you the DLC, and I looked up the price of the DLC, and then I looked up the price of the game of the year. I was like, oh, the game of the year is cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't get much when I turned it in at Gamers, but I was like, yeah, well, that's the difference of the two. So it only makes sense that I got that much. And then I got the Game of the Thrones Telltale game, which I've played the first episode, but that's it. And I was like, that was pretty solid, but I haven't played it yet. Um, but I do like a lot of the Telltale games. The one that's the most glitchy, though, is so far that I played was the first season of Batman. I haven't played the second season. I played the first season of Batman and the second season. I wasn't a big fan of them, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't. It was like the story was solid. I just the gameplay was all right, but it just didn't go well with Batman. Uh huh. That's kind of what how I felt. It just wasn't a good fit for Batman. Right. Yeah. It was just my when I played the first season, it was just so glitchy. It was like, I, I where I was like, man, this this game is. It was just so slow when it came to the combat, like. When it when it came to the combat, it was it was just like it was lagging so slow that you'd be like, oh my gosh. So yeah, it didn't really work well for that, which is weird because when I played the Wolf Among Us, I was like, you fighting that a few times, and I was like, okay, this is more combat centric than any of the other Telltale games, and it worked, you know. But that's the best game right there is the Wolf Among Us. And they haven't made it. Have they made a second one of that yet? No, because Telltale's not a company anymore. Oh, okay. But aren't they something else, like Skybound or something like that? No, that's the Walking Dead company. That's the company behind Walking Dead. I thought there was like, so did they, are they doing, so it's Skybound Games that is making the Walking Dead Telltale games? I'm confused. It's been a mess. Yeah, they were partnership with them. Okay. So for the final season, they just did it completely on their own and hired some of the people from the previous Walking Dead game to do it. Oh, okay. And it wasn't as good as the other ones. Uh-huh. Nowhere near. It, it was all right, but it definitely, you could tell it was kind of rushed. Mm -hmm. Like, the story itself was kind of meh. Okay. Like, it had its moments. I mean, it's definitely worth playing if you want to, if you want to know the full story. Yeah, I, I always love the Telltale games, too, because it's like an easy thousand. Well, that's one of my stipulations with this new one. It's, it's like, ridiculously tedious to get the all the achievements in that one. Uh-huh. Like, not even fun. 
Okay. Because I don't mind it if they're a challenge, but they're fun, you know. Mm. But when they're just stupid, where you're having to make X choice to get this achievement, X choice to get that achievement. Yeah. And then unlike the Wolf Among Us, where you could just go back to one part of the episode. Uh huh. If you for if you don't save it properly, you have to go back and restart the episode to that point. Oh dang. And then there's just one point in there where you have to make a choice in the first act and go all the way through the second act to get the achievement really? and do that twice. Sounds Yeah. Yeah, that sounds awful. It, it, I'm still working on 100%ing that game. <laughs> I'm like so close to 100%ing Spider-Man. I I think I'm at 90 Yeah, I'm at 98%. The only one I'm missing uh I got all the DLC I've, I've, uh, and the screwball challenges were the hardest ones. Like, oh my God, dude. The only thing that I do not like in that game, which I don't like this in any game. So it's not particularly just that game, but I hate the chase missions. I hate chase missions so much. And I'm like, I I don't know what it is. Like, especially as Spider-Man, I'm just like, how am I not going? Like, I just, I lose people all the time in the screwball one. Like, oh, dude, I was so mad. I actually was grabbed my control to the point where I could hear, like, I could hear crunching. And I was like, oh, because I was, like, twisting it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to break this control if I don't, don't stop. I was getting super pissed. But like I said, the only one I have left is to beat it on ultimate. So, and it's been really, really hard so far. Now, I'm just sticking to the main story. And that's all you have to do is beat the main story on New Game Plus on ultimate. And so it's made it a lot easier because I'm fully maxed out. I have everything. So it is easier, especially if I use all the gadgets. But I haven't gotten all the benchmarks. So there's still like benchmarks in combat and travel that I'm trying to get. Like Trebuchet and, and Sky Skipper. And then like, uh, you know, taking people's batons and throwing it at them. As well as, you know, just some other ones. Um, oh yeah, like throwing people up and beating them up in the air. Or like throwing them up in the air and then yanking them down like those ones i haven't gotten uh but like you don't have to get those to get 100 for the for the for the trophy and i think that i want to say the ultimate one is a platinum so that's all i'm missing so far and then i will literally have the entire thing dlc every, new game plus everything included 100 percented and what i do like about the playstation uh, trophy system huh Unlike other ones, like I hate how Xbox will take will take away your hundred used to take away your hundred percent on the old 360 games when you would, when DLC would come out. I I know they've changed it now, so it doesn't do it. Well, that's the thing is like the way that it is on PlayStation now is like I said, it'll show PS5. I'm at ninety eight percent, and that now it that includes. It's like it includes it, but it's also separate when it comes to the, the DLC. So it's both. And that's why what that's what's been driving me insane is I go, I beat the game 100%. I got all the achievements for just the main game. And now that they added like New Game Plus and then added DLC, it shows that I only had like a very small percentage. And I was like, this is BS. I was like, I, I mean, I wanted the DLC anyways. So now, yeah, but it's cool too. But when you go into it. It still counts that platinum towards you. Yes. Take it away. Yeah, they didn't take it uh, away. Yeah, so that's cool. That's what I like it. 
I also like the new system too because the the new system that they have is like they made it so they count like all of your trophies and it's like the 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 leveling up system is is better and it's easier cuz before it was like dude it was insanely hard to level up cuz I think I was at like level 13 or 14 and it was taking me forever and then I had people that were like I think the highest level person I knew was maybe like 22 and now that it, they changed it, I have like 224, I think. I'm level 224, and it'll say like the percentage, like I'm at like 66%. So I'm curious, like, if that'll put me over the top once I get that platinum for Spider Man. I'm probably going to play that Game of Thrones Telltale games. I'll play this season. And then once I beat that, I'm going to probably go return it back at Gamers. And because, as, because they also have this game, uh, Transistor. Um, I don't know if you've heard of or played Transistor, but it's an indie game. I've been wanting to play it for forever, and they have it at Gamers. I don't know if they still do, but I was like, I wanted to go there the other day, uh, but I had to go back to work, and then I wanted to go yesterday, but then I wasn't able to either. We had to come back home. We had some errands to run. So hopefully, like, like I said, I'm going to try to beat that Game of Thrones, and then I'll return that as well as another game. Anything else you've been playing? Let's see. Uh, so I played the Back to the Future Telltale game. Oh, how were those? Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, they had some of the people who did the original movie on there, yeah. but it still wasn't that good. Uh-huh. Like, the best part of the whole game is the fact they had uh, the actor who played Doc Brown come back to reprise his role. That's awesome. But they didn't get Marty. Uh-huh. They didn't get uh, the actor for Marty. Right. Unfortunately. Biff? What but about yeah, Biff? They, it, it was a, uh, it was like really tedious, the achievements on that one, too. Oh, really? It wasn't as bad as the other, as the final season of Walking Dead. Uh-huh. But some of the things were pretty ridiculous. Okay. But it, it was a... Decent game, but I could you could tell it was their first one of their first outing. Yeah, yeah, it was one of their newer one of the first ones. Was it their first? Yeah, one? their first one I believe was Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. And then they did Back to the Future. All right, yeah. You know what? I've also been playing um uh, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance three on the Switch. The wife got me that for Christmas as well. Dude, I, the more I play it, the more I love it. There's so many characters, like, so early in the game, it's overwhelming. Like, I just got Danny Rand and Daredevil. I might have Elektra, I'm not sure, as well. I think going forward I'll have Elektra. Uh, but, yeah, dude, it's so cool. And and the voice acting is, like, it's it's very comic booky the way that, it, like, they sound. I go, like, yeah, this sounds perfect to what you imagine when you, like, when you listen to the comics. Unless there's something that did it better, like, you know, the animated show for X-Men, you know, and, and, and Spider-Man and stuff like that. But, oh man, there's so many characters and it's so much fun and, and they've done so much with it that just makes it a blast and just adds so much more, so many more levels to it. It's so great. Yeah, I need to get that uh, Game Pass myself, but like I said, I, I'm, 
I'm still playing my console games that I have, and until I beat those, because I feel guilty getting it. I want to get Xbox Game Pass. In fact, they keep on offering me, at like around Christmas, they always offer me like, oh, hey, you can have it for three months for a dollar. And I'm like, oh, that sounds great. I was like, but I'm playing Spider-Man. And I know that if I play, because like, like the other day, I was playing Life is Strange 2, the first episode, uh, on the PlayStation. I've beaten it and played it on on uh, Xbox. I think I got did it through Game Pass, and I love it. I love it so much that I wanted to, that I'm willing to buy it for for X for the PlayStation just to play it again and to get more trophies. And that one's cool too. That one's really cool because like it's like you just get it from playing, of course, but you also have to do other things in the levels that are missable. And they're not, you know, they're not, they're really not super hard achievements to get, uh, to do it. Like there's ones that are like collectibles, like you just got to look around in the levels and find them. And then there's other ones like the guy does these sketches. And so you just have to like find those moments and stuff. And so those are like the extra ones, um, for life is strange too. So, uh, but like I was playing it and the wife was like, why aren't you playing any of the games I got you? And I'm like, I'm like, okay, fine. So I do try, try to play. I was only playing it when she was not around, but then she'd wake up, you know, and she'd see me play it and get hurt. So I'd be like, okay. So I've been just been playing Spider-Man nonstop. But yeah, so like I said, I'm just going to try to stick to the games that she got me uh, with the exception of probably the Game of Thrones one. Uh, but that shouldn't take me long because it's, you know, it's Telltale. So I think that one's also more based. That one's the pretty, pretty easy to get that one. Well, when you want to do Game Pass, let me know, and uh, I'll help you get a good deal on it. Okay, for sure. Yeah, for I'll definitely yeah, hit you up. For my uh, wife, we got her Game Pass. Uh, a year and five months Ultimate Game Pass. You know how much I paid? Huh. Sixty-five dollars. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I got my ways. Yeah, both of you are always at the top of my list. Like, you're number one, and then I think she's number two always. You know, for probably because th- all the Game Pass games. Because I was killing it was on, when I was on Game Pass too. because, like, you can play so many, such a variety of games and try so many different games. And some of them are short, some of them are long. Like, I got into Yakuza 0, and that was phenomenal. And, of course, you know, yeah, like Unravel and Fee. Um... And, and all kinds of stuff. Like, oh yeah, that what was the newest um, Streets of Rage? I think there's there was a new Streets of Rage, and that's mine expired when I was playing that, and I was like trying to get all the achievements for it. And that one's actually really fun, too. You have any of the new consoles? Uh, no. I was like, I'm, I'm holding off on the new consoles for a while. Yeah, which one are you leaning towards getting first? Um, probably PlayStation, to be honest. Uh, but then again, I, I have heard that the, the new Xbox, it doubles as a grill. So uh, I've seen people cooking their steaks on it. So I think it's more of like a smoky, it's not really like a barbecue, it's more of like a smoked, uh, it's more of like a smoker than it is a grill. But um, but either works for me, you know. Yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning more towards the PlayStation 5 out of the two. Yeah. Because I really... I'm kind of angry with Xbox with the new consoles, to be honest. Uh-huh. Because they uh, they shouldn't have launched when they did. Right. 
because uh, they launched with significantly less consoles than their competitor. Right. And then to make it worse, they rushed it out so badly that developers were scrambling to get things custom customized for the Series X. Oh, really? To the point where on a console that's weak, significantly weaker than the Series X, games are running better mm. than that. That's not that's not cool. Yeah, that shouldn't happen. And the reason for it is, people, developers got the PlayStation development kick way sooner, and so they could already know how the environment works for the PS5, and that's why. A lot of games will start up slower in the PS5, but will run better. Yeah, that and if you if be the case, right? And if you know that your your console is smoking, that that's an issue. It could be another red ring of death type of situation, right? If you're worried about overheating, the one that would probably be more of a concern would be the PS5. <laughs> but uh, there's a reason why the PS5 is so ridiculously huge. Uh huh. To uh, cut, they save. They did it to save money, but basically it was all ventilation reasons why it's so long. Oh, okay. And not hardware. But the one thing I do give Sony credit for, where it's due, is their digital version of a con of the console is so much better than their counterpart, because uh, the Series S is a joke. It it sounds good mm. until you get like nine or ten games and to buy a hard drive or something right and start deleting games because you have an all digital console with a smaller hard drive yeah and then they're punishing you for going digital by giving you a console that can't do 4k yeah when 4k is the current standard mm-hmm. in tv right now so that seems kind of off to not go with the current standard of these right now right yeah, so I feel like the Series S is just a huge disappointment. Just just so they could get a lower price and really they're what they're doing is making gaming quality worse for a third party game with that console being out. Yeah. Because now every game on that's gonna play on the Series X has to play on the Series S. So it's gonna cause the microsoft exclusive not to look as good yeah because they have to keep the series s in mind well with the ps5 it's a weaker console but they can actually use all the hardware in the console yeah you can't do that if you're having to tailor to the series s all the time right and so that's kind of why i'm that microsoft made a bad move with the Series S. And it's starting to show now, too. Because uh, you can buy a Series S if you want one. Mm. They're pretty easy to find now. You can't find the Series X or the PS5 for Yeah. Because that... they're actually the one people want. Right. But here's a fun tidbit. Huh. What's the number one selling console right now? The Switch. Yep. <laughs> Even with the console launch, the Switch is number one. Wow. Nice. You know why it's number one? Huh? 
because there's more of them being produced than the other consoles. Yeah. They're, they're still selling out within days of hitting store shelves, so it's a little bit slower of a rate, but it's impressive. But I wouldn't buy a Switch because I think they're going to do something to upgrade the hardware on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Because they can easily do it. Because oh. really, the ball has been dropped low for the Series S, so they just have to get something in the Series S rate. Right. They can hit the third-party titles. But yeah, that's kind of my ticket bit with the consoles so far. Yeah, I always try to wait like a year or two just because... You know, sure, like, Miles is... The Miles game was the one I was most interested in. And even now, especially as I'm playing the DLC and seeing how that story continues with Miles, even though it's in tidbits, I go, man, I'm hyped for the Miles game. But that's not going to stop me from... I mean, that's not going to get me to buy it. I'll just buy it on the PS4. I hear the Demon Souls remake really cool on the ps5 it looks phenomenal basically they redid the game so it plays more like the dark souls game yeah because you know demon souls was good for its time but it was a new type of game they hadn't really figured it out yet uh-huh but the developer figured it out once they started doing dark souls right especially like two and three was like perfected yeah, I played Bloodborne, and I love that game. It's hard as hell, but I love it. Yeah, I wish they would make a Bloodborne 2. Like <laughs> I just wish they would make it, uh, like, a difficulty level, because I just, I can't even get past, like, I can't even get past the first boss. I'm like, uh, it, I still enjoy it, and I like leveling up and just playing it. You know, I love the world and the lore and everything, but I'm just like, I can't get past this. I suck. <laughs> I'll just play my easy games, which is weird too, because like if I play easy games, I usually play them on easy and then on normal, or I'll just skip to hard if I'm leveled up enough and then I play hard and then the hardest difficulty if I am enjoying that game enough. All right, man. Well, it was nice catching up with you. Yeah, it was nice. It was a nice catching up with you as well. Yeah, that's most of my gaming <laughs> besides Last of Us 2. Yeah. Which I platinumed that one. I just didn't do the DLC because that was hard. Dude, yeah. What was it? Like permadeath? And then what was the other one? Like Grounded? Yes. And I'm like, that's impossible. I was like, how can you do that? Like maybe, I, I don't think I could do permadeath. Maybe the other one though. If you're like fully maxed yeah. out. Yeah, but you know what? You know what's always going to get you on that one? Huh. The Rat King. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That freaking level was so hard. And even on easy. Yeah, yeah that Rat King was so ridiculous. So what would uh, what would you say? That's probably one of my favorite boss fights. So it was really good. And the backstory just makes it even darker. Yeah. When you realize how it got created. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Took a lot of people to create that boss. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Literally and figuratively and in so many kind of ways. Yeah, it's awesome. So would you say that was your gaudy for last year? Not not because I wanted to be, but because I think that was the best game I played that came out last year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and see, that's the thing. It's like of games that you played, you know, that actually came out during yeah. that year. I felt like game of the year or last year was probably Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. Which I'm glad it got some credit, but I felt like it could have gotten more credit than it did. Yeah, that game was huge when it came out for a good while, for like months. And it still yeah, comes I mean, up. Come on, even the NFL teams were using Animal Crossing to make announcements. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that tells you a game's big when, like, everyone's using it. Yeah, when Danny Trejo's playing your game, you know you, you won big. <laughs> to check all of our stuff out at TNTM, the show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Gmail, Hotmail, and our website, all at TNTM, the show. It was good seeing you, Ambassador. Remember, uh, keep your eyes hungry for comics and stay nerdy, Planet Earth. Talk Nerdy to Me Network. Thank you for listening.